Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, and I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues for small business owners and just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled legal issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information. Now, on to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by thecontractvault.com. With over 80 contracts and counting, The Contract Vault is your all-access pass to industry-specific contract templates. These contracts are drafted specifically for online business owners. I've been there. I have Googled different contracts, but I was let down because those contracts aren't reliable for online business owners. They're used for manufacturing purposes and brick and mortar purposes. You're an online business owner. You need specific contracts to your online business. So that's exactly what the contract vault has done. Not only do they provide you with the contract templates you can use, but there's also a Facebook group where Andrea goes live every single month teaching you the law. So you're not only just getting the contracts, you're learning the law and being empowered to stay out of legal trouble because you know what the law is. That's what happens with most business owners. They don't get in trouble because they mean to do something that gets them in trouble. They just don't know what the law is. So with a contract vault, it's essentially your business legal school. And as being a loyal listener of the Legalpreneur podcast, just use promo code podcast and save 50% off of your first month. I'm excited about this. I hope you're excited because you're saving 50% off your first month and you get the contracts and you get the Facebook group. All right, go sign up thecontractvault.com. Use promo code podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, and today we are getting into cease and desist letters. I have had so many questions lately, and that's typically how I know what I want to have my solo episodes about is really what I'm getting a lot of questions about. Because if clients are asking me that I know other people have questions about these topics as well. So we're going to cover cease and desist letters. But first, don't forget to text me. I feel like I haven't been hearing from that many people lately. So if you text me, I would love to hear from you. I will text you back. I promise I love getting these text messages to say, hey, or hey, where can I do this? Where can I do that? So make sure to text me. The number is 832-225-3164. You'll be the first to hear about anything new coming up, any giveaways happening, and all of my text buddies seriously just get to know everything first. So definitely go text me right now and you will be on that list. Alrighty. So cease and desist letters, what are they? What do they really mean? Give us all, all you know about cease and desist letters, Andrea. Okay. I got you. So I'm sure everybody has heard of a cease and desist letter, but you may have questions such as, Is it a court order? Do I have to abide by a cease and desist letter? When can you send one? What happens if you receive one? So that's what this episode is going to cover. So number one, what is a letter? The cease and desist letter. Well, just as it sounds, it's a letter that asks the receiving party to cease and desist what they're doing. So essentially stop what they're doing. And the letter should say exactly what they want you to stop. 
This letter also typically threatens a lawsuit or typically threatens further legal action, and they may request payment from you. They may say, hey, you owe us this much money because of what you've done, or they may ask for more information in order to request a settlement payment. And sometimes this happens if they don't know how much money you've made of what you've been doing. So they're going to ask for more information, typically your sales numbers, to determine a fair settlement number. Now, this is not a court order. This is nothing from the court. And quite frankly, if you don't respond, like there's nothing illegal about not responding. It's not like you're defying a court order because I get a lot of questions such as that. So if you're listening, you're like, yeah, that's not a court order. You will be surprised at how many people ask me like, hey, do they have to, you know, does the other party have to abide by the letter? Is it, you know, does the court sign off on it? The court has nothing to do with a cease and desist letter. However, before suing somebody, the court wants to see that you have made a good faith effort to settle the matter outside of court. So the courts don't want you to just immediately sue. They want you to make a good faith effort to settle the matter before suing. So if the other party does ignore the letter, or if they're not negotiating in good faith, then the court sees that. And that is beneficial on you to show, hey, look, we've tried to settle this outside of court. We sent them a letter. You know, we followed up this many times and they've either ignored us or they're not being reasonable. You know, so court, you know, we're asking you to make this judgment in our favor. I mean, that's what happens if you go to court, you want to show them, hey, this is all the things we've done before filing suit. They have not negotiated in good faith. And, you know, this is what it comes down to. So as a client that comes to me saying they want to send a cease and desist letter, I mean, I have to gather information first to make sure it's warranted because I will not send a letter unless it's warranted. So basically, if it's just like, well, it's not really illegal what they're doing or they're allowed to do what they do. I just want to scare them a bit. I'm not going to do that. Like I can get in trouble for that. I also don't want clients to think they can just scare people with letters. I mean, they need to make sure they have a legal basis for sending a cease and desist letter. Now, Additionally, with sending the letter, I have to tell the client, look, this this does not guarantee that they're going to stop doing what they're doing. It doesn't guarantee anything. The other party does not actually have to abide by it. However, it is in their best interest to act on it. So if you are in receipt of a cease and desist letter, I would not sit on it. I would not ignore it because if they do decide to sue you, that will show the court that you are not negotiating in good faith and it will not turn out very well for you. So my suggestion is if you do receive a cease and desist letter, 100% hire an attorney or if there's an attorney on the other side, maybe call and talk to him. But I would not speak to the other party's attorney if you do not have an attorney. So my biggest advice is do not ignore them. I hear all the time, hey, I got the cease and desist letter. I think it's just spam. No, do not ignore a cease and desist letter, especially if it has a law firm on it. If it's from a law firm, do not ignore it. If it's from another party that doesn't have a law firm, consider, okay, am I in the wrong here? Because if you are, I mean, they're just trying to save money on their end and they're trying to act in good faith. So again, do not ignore cease and desist letters. If you do, it'll show the court that you are not acting in good faith and it is not likely to turn out well for you. 
All right. So just remember, it's not a court order, but if you ignore it, then the court will not view that very well on you. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner and it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. I'll see you next episode.